In today's show, I'm having a look at Thursday across the NBA. What I'm watching for, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look ahead to Thursday's action in the NBA. First game we're looking at the Sixers and the Cavs. Real blowout potential here. Um, The Sixers are going to be without Joel Embiid again. He will return, it looks like, on Saturday for them, but he won't play here. I want to watch Matisse Thibel, who's been providing some interesting defensive steals and blocks stream value. And I imagine that that has a real chance of continuing here, especially against this Cavs team. But Thibel's a guy who is going to be battling for minutes when George Hill makes his debut for the Sixers eventually. It's going to be him and Milton and Korkmaz and Curry who are going to lose some playing time. So, you know, Thibel's just a guy to watch and see if he can provide that stream value. While Ben Simmons is struggling, he is not putting up good numbers at all at the moment. He needs to be better. Assists are down. Efficiency's not there. Usage is low. In the past, he has done pretty well when Embiid has been out, but that is not the case at the moment. So we want to see if he can start to turn things around. It is a real buy-low scenario for Simmons, but it's a struggle. And I wonder if Embiid returning on the weekend will help him. For the Cavs, no Larry Nance, no Jarrett Allen. Kevin Love might return, but I wouldn't be banking on him playing more than 15 minutes, even if he does play. So let's watch Dean Wade, who started way too many games this season, but I think he's played okay. Now, it's in nothing more than, say, a deeper 14-16 team league stream option, but Wade has an opportunity to garner another start here for the Cavs and put up at least some numbers to keep him around on an NBA roster. And I also want to watch Colin Sexton. I haven't been looking at him too closely in terms of the what-to-watch-fors. Um... Yeah, he had that really hot start, really big cold patch, and then has sort of just normalized again now and doing Colin Sexton type things. Pretty good efficiency, scoring at a pretty good level. So let's see whether he can keep that up in this one. Wizards and the Pistons. Chandler Hutchison, good first game for the Wizards. Subpar second game for the Wizards. Let's see where he fits in the rotation, especially if Bradley Beal is ready to go. Does Hutchison play over guys like Harl Neto? Does he get in there ahead of Garrison Matthews, or does Hutch- is Hutchison the guy that misses out? He's more of a deeper league player, but yeah, some, some interesting flashes. Then Russell Westbrook, who his last two games without Beal have been insane. The efficiency and percentage numbers are obviously always going to be a concern for Russ, but he is putting up some huge counting stats. How much does that get impacted if Beal does happen to play in this one? For the Pistons, Saban Lee, I assume, gets another start at point guard. He didn't play the majority of minutes at point guard on uh, on Wednesday. We saw Corey Joseph um, play those minutes in that game. Lee had provided, I thought, some pretty good form up until that game, but so that was an interesting decision. But Dwayne Casey, literally his middle name should be interesting decision. And by interesting, I mean brain-dead fuckery. But that is what Dwayne Casey does. So we want to watch Saban Lee. We also want to watch the depressed penis Sadiq Bey, who had an absolute stinker on Wednesday. Horrendous stuff. Now, he had been prior to that a top 100 player over the prior two weeks, putting up some okay numbers. I don't think his upside is particularly high, but his minutes, his role, his shot attempts, they all seem like they're relatively stable, and he can be that back-end 12-team league guy. But I want to focus on Bay here, hoping, hoping that he can bounce back from a pretty disappointing Wednesday. The Hornets and the Nets... 
Malik Monk, someone who I do believe can be a back-end 12-team league guy. Now, would I prioritize him over someone like an MC Hamadou Diallo? Probably not. But there is value in someone like... Well, that's another thing we want to for that Pistons game, by the way, is whether Diallo plays on the back-to-back because he didn't play the first back-to-back that they played. But Monk has missed the last two games with a foot injury. He is probable for this one, although last game he was probable and then missed it. But we want to see what his role looks like, whether he can go from 24 to 29 minutes. That's going to be the key, I think, there for him. And then Bismack Biombo, who has played 20-plus minutes in five of the last six games as the new starting center on this team. That's not particularly exciting in terms of what his fantasy value is, but it at least makes him a stream option, a deep league guy, and a guy, if you're looking for some rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage, if he's getting those minutes, he can provide that. For the Nets, Nick Claxton continues to play well and continues to not get enough minutes. It's going to be a theme all season, I fear, and when Aldridge eventually joins, it's going to get even worse. But let's see if Claxton can once again prove he is the best Nets center and do it in those minimal minutes. Now, it's frustrating. We do that with Memphis and DeAnthony Melton, and we know that he's good, and the minutes just don't come, which is definitely unfortunate. But I want to watch to see Claxton again prove how good he is. And then Kyrie Irving. We had James Harden had to leave Wednesday's game with a hamstring issue. He might have to sit this back-to-back out against the Hornets. So this could be a really big opportunity for Kyrie to put up some big scoring numbers in a big usage role with some good assist numbers. You would imagine guys like uh, Bruce Brown and Tyler Johnson and Timotei Lawawu-Cabro will pick up Harden's slack in terms of minutes. But in terms of usage, it's going to be all Kyrie. The Warriors and the Heat. We want to watch Blunty, James Wiseman. who at this point, again, is one of those guys who can be good fantasy stats and bad on-court player. Even his fantasy stats aren't great, but we had four blocks from him last game, which was encouraging. Let's see what he does here against this Heat team, but the matchup against Bam Adebayo is a little bit troubling, but let's see if Wiseman can push and maintain as a top 20 player, top 120 player, not top 20, holy shit, no. Uh, Jordan Poole. Absolutely massive decline from him last game with Curry back. I thought he could still play 25 to 26 minutes with Steph back, but that is obviously, or sorry, was obviously not the case. Let's see how the second game goes back with Curry and what Poole's role is. I think he's a clear drop, but yeah, maybe he gets more playing time in this one. Well, for the Heat, it should be the debut of Victor Oladipo in a Miami uniform. First game for him. So what does his role look like? What does it do to impact other players? Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, perhaps. How does Oladipo impact those guys? Well, Trevor Ariza continues to start. I think he's made two shots out of his last two games with like 15 misses in between there. Hard to have him as a must-roster 12-team league guy, but the role is his. Nemanja Bielitsa isn't getting that role. Um, We are seeing Ariza in that position, but the shots just aren't going in for him, and that makes him hard to look at outside of uh, deeper 14, 16-team league formats. Magic and the Pelicans do the Magic and their stubborn-ass coach. Um, Steve Clifford decide that, yes, Wendell Carter Jr. is clearly our best center. Yes, Wendell Carter Jr. should clearly get our bulk of those minutes there. And yes, Wendell Carter Jr. should start. It's obvious to pretty much anybody who watched those last two Magic games, but I get the feeling that Clifford might go again with Ken Birch and Mo Bamba. That's the frustration. Carter's outplayed them pretty clearly, but let's see what he does. Well, Trimra Kiki is playing some really, really good basketball. He's shooting at like 65%, so there's going to be a drop-off for him at some point, but you've got to love his minutes. They will remain uh, pretty consistent. 
for the Pelicans. Eric Bledsoe's been over 30 minutes each of these games with Lonzo Ball out. So Bledsoe's role with Lonzo or without Lonzo is key for us to watch. And then Brandon Ingram. There's a chance that Zion Williamson doesn't play with his thumb injury. He's currently listed questionable. So if Ingram is out, is he able to maintain or boost up a lot of his numbers, which do take somewhat of a backseat when Zion plays? And then how's he going to adjust if Zion is in there? Because at times it's been a little bit disappointing this season. I think maybe you can disagree with that about Ingram. I just think he's been just a, a slight bit disappointing this season. The Hawks and the Spurs, it doesn't appear like John Collins is going to be ready to go. They did start Solomon Hill in the second half. Well, actually, Collins has been ruled out, so he won't play. They did start Solomon Hill in the second half, but I, I think it will be the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! who will start in this one, and he'll get a boost and become a uh, an addable player for Thursday. Well, Bogdan Bogdanovich, up and down, absolutely up and down for him recently, but a, a really solid option to add, especially on a low-volume Thursday, and then see where that goes. But there's still a lot of confusion about his role. For the Spurs, Keldon Johnson... I don't know. I've dropped him. Yeah, I, not, I think I dropped him weeks ago, to be honest. But I, uh, I think that he's a drop again. Um, let's see if he can do anything different here to change my mind at all. We we don't know that. Um, the Spurs, at the time we're recording this, are currently up pretty big on the uh, on the Kings, and Johnson has had a, a pretty decent first half. So let's watch what he can do. And also, Jakob Pertl, who, again, people just don't seem to view him as a must-roster player. I think that's a mistake. He's super solid, just double-double type of guy who is going to hurt your free throws on low volume, but block some shots, good field goal percentage, and that has a ton of value. And I'm, uh, you know, I want to watch what he can do as one, literally one of the best defensive big men in the NBA. The Nuggets and the Clippers. We're looking at Farton Will Barton, whose first two games alongside Aaron Gordon have been horrendous. I think that's more coincidence than scheme, but we want to look at that. Is there a risk that he moves to the bench when Monty Morris returns, which won't be this game? I think that's real, um, but let's have a look at what Barton does. Well, Maga Porter Jr. really thriving next to Aaron Gordon. Is that luck? Is that a scheme thing? Will he continue to play at this level? He's looked really, really good, putting up some strong numbers. Well, for the Clippers, there's going to be no Paul George, no Patrick Beverly, no Rajon Rondo, and no Serge Ibaka. So we expect the Duck, Luke Kennard, to get another start, and I think he'll play well because he generally is a pretty good player. So let's look at him. He's an interesting streamer. While Marcus Morris continues to remain listed questionable with a calf contusion after missing last game, there's a big opportunity for him if he does start as well to put up some good scoring numbers in the absence of Paul George. Some stream options for category leagues, Claxton, Ariza, Carter-Williams, Bumba, Thibel. They're not particularly great options, but they're sort of the guys who are rostered in 50% or fewer of advanced leagues, and they can be available to help you on this uh, on this slate. And then for points leagues, we're looking at Claxton, Keldon Johnson, Carter-Williams, Hamadou Diallo. If he plays, it is a back-to-back, so we're not sure. And then Chuma Akiki. That'll do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Actually, not subscribe. You're following on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and on Spotify, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.